Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of Golden Shower of Hits. On today's podcast, the guys will discuss Post-Pop Depression, the 17th studio album by Iggy Pop, released in 2016. This album rules, as does most anything with Josh Homme's association. I think Jamie will dig it, and hopefully it will lead him to check out more stuff in the Queens of the Stone Age universe. I'm going where sword losers go Die my face and spread my toe The witch of dream, it's not a lie And I will stop to say goodbye Hello, sir. You know what's funny? Jokes. Yes, funny jokes. <laughs> funny jokes are funny. I can't believe it's taken me that long to get that one on you. Ironic I do, things. I, I do it to Jen all the time. She fucking hates that joke. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is that I've been sitting here waiting for five minutes, and I was just about to send you a text. It was like, what the fuck, man? And I looked, and I sent a message that just said, okay, to the wrong person. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I was like, man, Mike's really having a hard time with Skype today. <laughs> so, well, what happened was, what happened? I had to do. What does Microsoft own? I was trying to download some driver for the Epson fucking scanner. <laughs> okay. And I had to log into my Microsoft account. Really? To, for it? What? Yeah, it's. I don't I know. Don't... And then it's like two different fucking six ways to sunday they send you a security code through right. email and then they send you a fucking text and um so i did that right and changed my password and saved it in my keychain and go. then uh, i went to go log in to skype and it was like oh for security reasons you've been logged out because i just oh, shit. yeah you know. and um so then i had to do that all, all over again uh, but oh then God. i sent my friend james who I was texting with earlier today. I was just right there at the top of the right, thing. Right. I was just like, okay. And then I sat here. <laughs> Did he respond? Quietly. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I didn't look to see because I was just like, wait a minute. I see what's going on here. That's great. Uh, how you doing otherwise? Um, pretty good. I, it dumped snow on us. I'm freezing cold. Oh yeah, I've the, got a the nor'easter. I've got a whatever, blanket. Right? I'm, I'm wrapped in a blanket. Oh, I've man. got my beanie, my puffy, you know, thirty year fucking North Face vest. Right, right. And and a dog on my lap. Today uh, I was taking the dogs, taking the dogs to go run at uh, at where I work. Yeah. And I fucking slipped on like right at the very top of my stairs on leaving the house. Oh no. And just ass over tea kettle and I came down <laughs> on my like on my leg right on the stairs. Right. And I was just like floating Ooh. in the air long enough where I thought, fuck, this is how I'm gonna go. Like I thought, <laughs> I wonder if I'm gonna die. <laughs> Oh my I god! I wonder if I'm gonna die. And Dude. unfortunately, I didn't die. <laughs> but all day, like I was like, it it didn't knock the wind out of me. But it was like one of those things where, it, like, you feel it. Like it feels like you got punched in the nose, even though there was no impact. Right, right. 
with your nose. I love you know that we're what I'm talking about when you yeah get, yeah yeah. I love that we're three Anna, minutes in and we've already hit HVAC issues and uh, death. <laughs> well, no, uh, there's no HVAC issues. It's just well, cold. you're cold and it's um, you know it's because we right, don't I'm have not HVAC. Cold yeah, room. So <laughs> well, we do have HVAC. It's just um, not enough. Well, it's not a, it's not an HVAC issue. It's a it's a foundation issue because there's no right. foundation in this room I'm in. It's just built on a deck. Right, right, right. It's like a really, it's a three season room. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, you know, it hurt. It, you know, it jolted me, and I, right. I got up slowly. I was cussing. I was embarrassed. <laughs> Looked to see if my neighbors saw me. They didn't. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, oh, that fucking hurts, you know. Yeah. And uh, I went on about my day, and I took the dogs running, and. It was, fuck that really hurts and i came home and i expected that i was going to be black and blue from my you know from my waistline down to my knee but nothing huh but uh it's swollen yeah it's swollen but not black and blue yeah weird, some, right? i mean sometimes the bruises take a little while to show up you know so it's entirely possible tomorrow you'll be covered in bruises i hope it's not cracked like my little 15 pound dog was on on my lap and he yeah. had to jump off and he pushed off my right leg, and I was like, fuck, felt like I got stabbed. Yeah, I mean, when you break something, dude, You, at least for me, when I break something, I fucking know it. Like, it's real bad, so hopefully I've it's... only broken a bone once, and that was a spiral fracture, Oof, so there was yeah. no mistaking um, whether or not it was, it was uh, that it had happened. Yeah. It, you know, it was, it was dangling off. Oof, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I uh, about 15 years ago, um, we had a weird ice storm in Portland. And I have a, um, I used to have like a long, like a full length kiss terry cloth robe, you know? And uh, <laughs> not a surprise. Yeah, uh, it was a gift. Um, and I, I went out on my back and I wasn't wearing anything underneath the robe, just the robe, you know, <laughs> no underwear, nothing. And I, I went out onto the porch for something and I slipped and fell down the stairs and I, 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 I like slid and I hit my ass and I sl slid all the way down the stairs, but it flipped my robe up over my head, kind of like a ho <laughs> in a hockey fight. Yeah. And I <laughs> fell so hard. I, I knocked the wind out of myself and the entire driveway is frozen. So but I, the wind was so knocked out of me, I just laid on the ice, totally naked, with with the robe up over the front of me, like a fucking like I was a dead body. <laughs> I just laid and there. Did anyone? Uh, no, it was get an eyeful. No, it was nighttime. Not not that I that's, have a problem with that, but you know, it was nighttime. That's too so, bad. Yeah, I mean, just like it still would be embarrassing. It'd be funny. Yeah, if there was a witness. Well, no, I'm not. You know, I not, mean, you know. I would prefer that people see stupid shit happen to me and get a laugh out of it than, you know, <laughs> only me know about it. Havoc, so, right? <laughs> you know, hey, at least I made somebody's day, you know? It's a naked fat man laying on the ice with his fucking robe over his head and torso. So, yeah. Uh, we're, what, five minutes in and my dog has already lit it up on my fucking, <laughs> right on my lap. I felt it and I was like, Oof. I wonder if I'm in it. Wonder if I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I smell that. <laughs> Do you need to take him out? No, I mean I took him out right before. He just is oh, okay. a farty guy, you know. Gotcha. Oh, he likes to light it up. Yeah. Ah, I have some follow up for last uh, last episode. 
Okay. Um, You're like, Squires is boring. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, I don't really have much to say this week. I don't know. This, 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 this episode is going to be interesting for reasons we'll get into later. But, uh, yeah, so last week I mentioned I saw Rage Against the Machine on the side stage at um, Lollapalooza. Apparently not yeah. true. That's fucking, what is it, the Mandela effect? Uh, they played one side stage gig at the first Lollapalooza, I think, in uh, like Irvine or something. That was it. And then um, then the following year, no, it must have been the second year, they played side stage 92. They were the opening act on the main stage for 93, which I did not go to that. Um, yeah that i did that year so um so yeah never fucking saw him <laughs> totally imagined it apparently see so wait a minute yeah i have some follow-up how is that different from lying <laughs> i wasn't telling this story to like make it interesting it was uh you but you but you didn't tell i mean last week you were like fucking stack a bible you know like mr stack of bibles you know like well, not uh, about the this truth, the whole the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth guy yeah and who's coming back to you the next week to let you know that i was incorrect i could have easily just let it slide and i didn't I had to let people know that i misremembered or quote unquote lied uh, about but, you, but you did but you did it first uh i was wrong <laughs> there's a difference between but, embellishing but first you said it uh, but first you said it no, no, no. You said it first. Oh, no, I absolutely then you, then said it. Then you came back. But yeah. em- embellishing and lying are uh, are different from nah. being wrong about something. <laughs> like, if, nah. like if I'm like, yeah, no, you need to put two cups of butter in there and you only need one. That's not an embellishment. <laughs> That's you're incorrect. It's totally different. Right. But you said you said you did something that you absolutely didn't do. And I was wrong. Yeah, I know. It wasn't it wasn't an embellishment. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> just saying, like no, they, we're using the word embellishment, but we're we're just talking about storytelling. You can call it whatever you like. We can uh, move on. It's okay. You're wrong. No, it's you're you're right. I'm wrong. I did not see them. So <laughs> anyways. Uh <laughs> when I was looking for uh a link for the Ace of Hearts, the Stringers Club in Portland for the show notes. Yeah, I came across, I think it was their Yelp page. Anyways. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> there was a great review by a guy named Peter Pan. His, <laughs> his review goes as follows. Young looking fella. Yeah. His review is as follows. Quote, my wife gets her pipes cleaned here at least twice a week, if you know what I mean. Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Wow. So anyways, I thought that was funny. Um you had talked about discogs and uh, like uh, cataloging all your albums. And you said that you wish they had a barcode reader. They do, in fact, have a barcode reader built into their app on the phone. They so, do? Yeah. I don't know if that's a new thing, but definitely have one. Oh, they didn't. When I, I mean, I was doing yeah. this five years ago. So, right, right, right. Um, because I was buying a bunch of records then. So. Yeah. Yeah. I well, think it's. Good. It's. Uh, it, I, I haven't actually used it yet, but there's a thing where you can like press and use your camera on your phone and like one of the options shows a little barcode. And then I think the other option might try to match it up with, like might try to match up your photo, you know, of the album cover with whatever's in their database. So yeah, yeah, might be worth uh, another, uh, like 
trying it out again. So, all right, I think I'm going to do it, but <laughs> just got to find the time, you know. Uh, I under I understand that. Yeah, and I feel that. That's about what else. That's what a, else do you have? That's about it for follow up regarding. The I almost shows. forgot what we talked about last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the record last week? It was a blonde redhead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that record. Yeah. Um, I went and got a real ID this week. Identification card. Yeah. What uh, What does that mean? You like you didn't have one before. You like you only had a student body card from high school. No, no, I had a driver's license and a and a you know passport and all that stuff. But you, I I don't know about in New York, but in Oregon, oh. if you need to fly, you're gonna have to have one of these new cards. That's a real ID card. So it's it's basically a driver's license plus or whatever you know. So you go to the DMV right. and enhanced. Yeah, yeah. There's some sort of thing. So there. There's more hoops you need to jump through than there is with a regular driver's license. So, um, when does that kick in? I think May of 2023. It was supposed to kick in already, but with COVID, they're like, "All right, <laughs> we'll back it right. off a, a few years or whatever." But, um, but you can also, but that's just for domestic travel too. Yeah, yep. But you can do domestic traveling with your passport. You don't have to have that. If you have a passport. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. That's why okay. I, yeah. I do. That's why I haven't gotten one yet. Have you, uh, do you have TSA? You travel a lot. Do you have TSA pre-check? I do. I have pre-check. Oh, it's the best. I'm, yeah. Oh, dude. So worth Get it, dude. the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. 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 If anybody doesn't know what that is, it's basically, I think you pay like 75 bucks for five, two or five years, maybe three. I don't know. Um, but you get to some number of years. Yeah, you basically jump through a bunch of hoops with documentation, and they give you a, a it's called a TSA pre-check number. And you can, when you buy your plane tickets, you use this number, and it uh, you get to use the TSA line, which is way shorter typically, and also way more lax. Like you don't need to pull your laptop out of your bag, and I don't think no you have shoes to, yeah, off. No shoes can keep your belt on. Like yeah, it's fucking bananas how much faster it is. It's so worth it, dude. So yeah agreed yeah i got one of those and uh, it was it was kind of a bummer because jen dragged her feet on getting one so like i go through security super fast i'm like see you later <laughs> i go through security <laughs> super fast and i just have to sit on the other side waiting for her. i'm like you gotta oh, get this cold. done like <laughs> yeah so did she go do it she finally did it yeah yeah she digs it so you should have put a 75 dollar gift card in her um <laughs> in her stocking yeah right so <laughs> yeah. here you go the only thing that sucks is like, you know how like some days you have those days where you feel good looking, you know, like you look in your mirror and you're like, hey, I still look good, you know, like, or you, you get a picture. No, of not really. No, well, <laughs> you get a picture every oh, once in a while. you get your ID. You get a picture every once in a while and you're like, yeah, I still got it, you know. Uh, and it was funny, like that day I was having one of those days where I felt like, oh, I look good today, you know, and then oh, the fucking picture, I look like the oldest man ever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that's what you get. Yeah, it's so bad. That's and then what, that's what you get for having vanity. Yeah, and then like a couple of days later, I was uh, I was fucking trimming my pubes. I was cutting the hair on my, you know, trimming the hair on my balls, and I, I was like shocked at how many gray hairs were on my balls. And I was like, my God, did my fucking did my dick see a ghost or something? Like it's just like crazy how many. It, I don't know how they got there or when. It just, it's, yeah, it's like an epidemic of white hair down there lately. When did you guys move in? Jesus Christ. Seriously, dude. I don't know. Why. Like, I, I mean, you know, I, I, 
like I have a full white beard and mustache and I am getting a little gray on the sides of my head, but like my arm hair is mostly brown, you know, like, and then, oh my God, dude, I was just like, what the fuck happened down here? (laughs) I don't have much arm hair. People ask me if I shave my arms. Really? Yeah. Huh. When I was a kid, I used to shave my arms because I I read an interview with uh, Sylvester Sloan to where he said he shaves his arms because it makes his muscles look bigger. So, so as a kid, I shaved my arms a bunch. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I had a, a, uh, a lot of interesting hair issues as a child. So, right. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm basically an orphan, right? So, uh, nobody ever really taught me how to do anything, and um, I didn't know like if you took like if you had bedhead, you should get your hair wet or take a shower or whatever, you know. So one morning, I got up uh to go to school and i had a big like thing sticking up in the back of my hair you know like a big piece of hair sticking up and i was combing it and i couldn't get it to go down so i just cut it off (laughs) so i ended up with this big bald (laughs) spot right i'm in like fifth grade with a giant bald spot and then the problem with that is when it grows back it grows back straight you know it grows out back spiky you know what i mean so right then i had to like keep cutting it (laughs) Because it would grow back as a giant calic or whatever. So, yeah, like consistently had like a either a bald spot or, you know, whatever going on as a fifth grader. That that was, that's, you know. It, that's pretty good. Yeah. And fifth, fifth and sixth grade, that was kind of the least of my fashion issues. So, believe it or not. So. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> I think I, did I'm I ever tell you it. about my like sixth grade outfit or fifth grade <laughs> outfit or whatever it was? You did what? I said, did I, have I ever told you about my like fifth or sixth grade outfit that I wore to school every day? I don't know if I ever told you this on the show. I'm sure you have. So it was like, a, uh, go ahead. So uh, this is probably 1985, 86, right? <clears throat> um, my pants were white elephant bell bottoms from the 70s. Like right? elephant bells, right? Um, I'm also... 12 or 13. So I'm a little chubby, but I'm not super fat. Uh, the only t-shirt I owned was a double extra large sticks concert t-shirt from the seventies. Right. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, the sides were cut out of it, you know, all right. like all the way up the sides, which is great. Cause you yeah. can see like my fat gut and right. like, boy boobs and cellulite. You know? <laughs> and yeah. then, um, for shoes, your soft uh, bits. Yeah, for shoes, I wore uh, ninja tabby boots. Do you know what those are? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, you order I had those, those out of the back of Ninja Magazine or yeah. Black Belt Magazine. Yep, yep, Black Belt Magazine. So yeah, I had the ninja tabby boots. Um, obviously, I didn't have any, and and they're they're basically like canvas, right? Um, yeah, and I didn't have any. Not sock. great for the winter. No, in Minnesota. <clears throat> and right. uh you know unless you have tabby boot socks you can't wear socks with them because the <laughs> thing comes down between your two toes there yeah so yeah that was pretty much my outfit in uh fifth or sixth grade so um i i think i wrote about it on facebook once and a bunch of people didn't believe it and then a girl that i was that i knew from elementary school that i was friends with on facebook she's like oh no i totally remember this fucking outfit james totally telling the truth and we thought he was crazy so wow yeah elementary school was interesting 
Well, <laughs> being a kid is weird. Yeah, it is. It sucked. Jesus Glad Christ. it's over. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like being a kid, really. No. You don't get a lot of, you know, you didn't get a lot of choices as a kid, do right. you? Right, yeah. You're not in control of shit. Though I did whatever the fuck I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I didn't really have any rules or anything like that, you know? Um, but it's not like I had any real options to, to take advantage of those rules. <laughs> I mean, I literally had zero friends. Uh, I had no money, you know, I had no self-esteem or self-confidence, you know? Uh, so it's not like I could take advantage of that freedom. So, yeah. But you, I bet you always found shit to do. Like I didn't have, I mean, I guess I always worked and always hustled. Like we lived in this shitty apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And I would walk around and I would, I would knock on people's doors and just ask if I could take their garbage out just for any change at all. Right, right. Like they give me like a nickel or something or a few, like three cents. Right. Right. And I would do it every day, you know, just, and I would, I would make enough money sometimes to buy a comic book and a candy bar. I never saved it. I, I just, you yeah. know, we lived across the street from a Seven Eleven, of course. Right. Yeah. Go over there, buy a bunch of shitty fucking candy and a, thor comic book or whatever yeah yeah i never turned but my... i was always i was always hustling trying to find out trying to figure out how to have money because there wasn't you know there was no such thing as an allowance ever yeah That's, i didn't have one of those that either. was an impossibility right that wasn't gonna happen well yeah i mean i lived in an apartment complex too but everybody else was poor too you know what i mean so there was no <laughs> nobody to try to hustle money from but i did do uh a lot of <laughs> stupid shit like I remember I what was it one summer I spent a bunch of time going through the parking lot of the apartment complex and looking at everybody's tags on their license plate and seeing if they were expired and then trying to track down the people who had expired tags and knock on their door and let them know. <laughs> I did that once for a couple of weeks. That was my thing. And, um, and what happened? Uh, I only found one person that had expired tags and they did not seem appreciative that I told them their tags were expired. So, right. Yeah. They were certainly weren't going to pay you. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. What else? I, I had a paper route. Um, I did, uh, I did the thing when I was probably 12 where they drive you around in a van with a bunch of other kids and you go door to magazines. door. Magazines. So I saw news, no, newspaper subscriptions. Yeah. Oh, was terrible. yeah. I did that I, I, too. I think I sold one subscription, so. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a pretty weird thing to make. I don't think they could do that anymore, right? They wouldn't s just like s drop kids off in a neighborhood. And, no. With some uh, weird just, dude with a van with some weird uh, yeah, vague man. promise of. Well, and the other thing is they coach you to lie. They're like, oh, tell them you're doing it for your school and it raises money for, you know, they, they like tell you to lie to sell these subscriptions basically tell them anything yeah. you can yeah i did yeah, go they, i did go suck. door to door <laughs> trying to sell spices for a while that was really? all yeah that was i feel like that that might that may have been mixed in with school though but yeah i was trying to sell spice racks to people <laughs> did so. you have the thing at your school where you would um sell candy bars no did they sell candy but I think the spice rack thing was that thing, but same thing. Yeah. But not candy, which is totally yeah. stupid. Like, Hey, poor kid who lives around a bunch of poor people try to sell $15 spice yeah. rack, you know, like you would, <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I probably well, could have sold a dollar home. candy bar. You know what I mean? To, yeah. They, 
they would send us home with cases, like these boxes of, you know, 20 or 30 chocolate bars. Oh, God. You know, and there was all different kinds. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, it was like, all right, well, if you, if you do it, if you sell, you know, this, that, and the other, then, you know, if you sell 100 cases, you get a bike or some stupid <laughs> right, shit, yeah. you know. Otherwise, you get this trucker hat. It has a candy bar, like a cartoon character smiling <laughs> with, a, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Super stupid. Um, they they still do that at the schools I work at. Um, one, but I don't know if the I kids... I just usually ate all the fucking candy right, bars. Right, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did your parents have to pay for it then? No, my fucking mom didn't have oh, okay. money. I fucking had a job. <laughs> right. I have to pay for it. Oh, uh, right, right. Um, yeah, they still do that at one of the schools... I work at at least one of the schools, but I, I, I don't know that the kids get anything. They get like a, like a, a day, you know, where it's like a, a program or whatever, you know what I mean? And they have uh, BMX trick teams come and uh, perform for the schools. So do you go out and enjoy that? Uh, usually, so the leadership at the school changes so often. And I always tell them, I'm like, Hey, let me know when the trick team's coming. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So I try to go, I go every time I find out about it. And, um, one year I went and the guys riding, uh, knew who I was and they were really? like, yeah, they were like, Hey, do you want to, do you have your bike with you? And I was like, actually, yeah, it's in the car. And they're like, do you want to ride in the show? What? I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. You had your bike in the car? Yeah. It, did you have your bike in the car because you knew they were there? No, I, uh, used to just keep my bike in my car all the time. Cause I'd stop at skate parks you know, I'd either get up early and stop at skate parks on my way to work or on my way home or, you know, or I was meeting up. Back with some when people. you could leave a bike and a car in yeah, Portland. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, they had me pull out my bike and, uh, yeah, I had all my pads and everything. They were like, you want to ride? Yeah, sure. So I rode in the show and, uh, it was pretty interesting because, you know, I try to keep all the different aspects of my life totally separate. Like, you know, I keep separate, totally, you know, BMX separate from work, which is separate from music, which is, you know, no one knows about this. Like, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> like the right. teachers, I remember riding by the stand, you know, the stands or whatever to like go back to the jump. And I remember <laughs> making eye contact with the, the librarian and she's like, she mouthed, what the fuck <laughs> to me? <laughs> she just knows me on this like old computer guy, you know, and here I am fucking flipping my bike around in 10 feet in the air or whatever. Well, not 10 feet, but, you know, jumping over this that's, thing. And, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> but the, the, the downside of it was, you know, my job involved- You were sore the next day. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> The downside is, uh, you know, my job involves going into classrooms and fixing computers and, you know, stuff like that. And I try to be as dis, you know, I try to be as, I don't want to be You're disruptive. You're to roll in and be a celebrity. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to disrupt the class, you know? And so yeah. usually when I sneak into a room, you know, I just go in, I do my thing in the back or talk to the teacher while, you know, kids are doing whatever. But then, but what had happened was all the kids knew who I was from the show and then they all wanted to talk to me about it and like, oh, can you sign this or, you know, whatever. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. So I like totally couldn't be incognito for like the next year or so at that one school. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. Right. So that was kind of blew up in my face, but yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I love that. It was fun, you know, like uh, spend my lunch hour fucking doing tricks. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Ah, you got anyways. any, uh, what do you got a, uh, humble brag this week? 
I, I don't, I don't think I bought anything. I, I think I'm on purchase. Well, I almost, per, I, I put an offer in on a guitar yesterday, but it was declined. So, and then somebody <laughs> else bought the guitar before I could get it. So, yeah, right. That was a bummer. I think with my recent medical bills, I'm going to be on hiatus from humble brag for a while. So that's probably a good idea. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't got any of the bills yet, but I'm sure I'm screwed. So even with my like great health insurance, you know, the deductible is like $5,000 or whatever. And it's like, fuck you. So, the and like the max out of pocket. Yeah. I'm, I've, I'm sure I've definitely hit that. So at least it's January. Uh, you, you reached it. Well, I, I, our thing kicks over in October. So now, oh yeah. So now it's like, well, shit, now that I've hit the max out of pocket for the year, I should probably go in for everything I possibly need, you know? So. Right. Yeah. Go get a gold tooth. Exactly. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How about you? You got uh, any humble brags? Uh, I bought a hard drive so that I could edit while I'm traveling this next week. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. Hopefully an and SSD, then, right? Nice. And then this, uh, today, this morning, as I was, like, after I fucking slipped on the porch, I stopped at PetSmart. Yeah. Because my dogs, it's so cold here, and, this, and the snow here is, is really dry and powdery because it hasn't warmed up. And on the occasion that it's got above 30 degrees, it immediately drops down again and just turns the ice. But, it, we, you know, we got dumped on with snow, and the dogs... In the morning, if it's below 20, their mm -hmm. little paws get so cold that they start walking really weird. Yeah. And sometimes they'll get like snow and even like salt up in between their little fucking toes or whatever. Yeah. And it's a drag. Like this morning I had to pick Mr. Big up and carry him yeah. for the morning walk. So I stopped at PetSmart and I bought them. Um, I went in there to go just like get those like, balloon looking like foot condoms you know right right you know what i'm talking about they're just like they look like balloons and you just put them on their feet but then right next to those and those were like 18 dollars, and you got like eight balloons so right. two sets mm -hmm. so i was going to be 40 bucks in buying these buying some balloons i could just go to the party <laughs> store right. and you know whatever yeah this is bullshit but right next to them were these like fucking REI looking like technical fucking hiking boot looking things. Yeah. Is and REI just a Portland thing? No, they're okay. uh, nationwide. Okay. Yeah. So they had these like, you know, like trail running looking things that you right, strap right. on your dog's feet. Oh God. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. And they were 20 bucks each. So they, I ended up spending $5 more. And they kind of work, but mostly it, it was really fun to put them on and watch them walk around. <laughs> right, right. Like they're picking their legs up really high because yeah. they're like, what they the fuck is going on? Stepping and shit, yeah. Well, I think that they'll grow to appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think they're ever going to have that moment where they're like, oh, okay, if I don't have these on, my toes are going to freeze because right, it sucks yeah. out here. I think, you know. Well, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Anyway, they got some dumb shoes, and they uh, it's real <laughs> funny. Christine took a video of them, of yep. uh, Mr. Big walking today, and it's fucking hilarious. That's great. Yeah. Um, and that's that concludes my humble brags. That's your humble brag for this week. 
I bought some workout clothes. I couldn't work out today because my leg is fucked up. From it's the so fall? so swollen. And, yeah, it hurts. I've Man. been in pain all day. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were pretty sore last week when we talked. Yeah, but good sore. Yeah. God, I'm turning into a fucking old asshole. It's really disappointing. <laughs> I just couldn't believe like laying there. And then, you know, and then there was a lot of snow on the ground. So it's just like right. covered in snow. So yeah. I felt like a real top shelf dick. <laughs> you know, I was just like, God damn it. You know, motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway. Top shelf dick. That's, that's, uh, that's the quote of the day for me. That's what I felt like. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I, I haven't bought anything and i don't foresee buying anything for a while yeah yeah i always think that and then i end up with like two guitars <laughs> <laughs> it's like all oh, these two that i've been looking for or whatever so i'll tell you what i do need to buy i do need to buy have you ever seen one of these little like the company is called en- enki e-n-k-i enki no they're they're like a miniature guitar vault Oh, okay. It's like a, it's like a two guitar case where the top quarter or top third on one side, like both sides and the corner, everything, you know, like comes off. Yeah. So yeah. you can stand it up and it'll sit there on its own oh, and then you just God. pull the guitars out. Oh, dude, you, you don't know how long I've been wanting to buy one of those. I know. You exactly, know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, um. Cause you can fly them. And not like flying anywhere, but (laughs) the old gag used to be uh, before the TSA shit went bananas. You would take two guitar cases and just tape them together. (laughs) Wait, are you getting charged for guitar cases? You mean when you fly? Yeah, yeah. I've I've never flown with a guitar. I have no idea. I actually, I don't. I don't check any bags, so I don't. I don't have any idea. So, well, typically, what I like to do is. Because I'll have to take two guitars and a pedal board, Mm -hmm. right? And you get two free bags. And then you've got to take a roller bag with your clothes for tour. Right. And then maybe a small bag that's got your, you know, your laptop and your fucking iPad or whatever in it, your book, whatever you're reading, et cetera. But uh, yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah, we, um, so they, for whatever reason, they charge like crazy extra for bicycles to fly. And I think it has to do with, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I, somebody, I thought oversized. Some, well, I thought somebody told me once it was because they were considered transportation. Yeah. So I've flown a bike before. Um, you can, uh, you know, pay a shit ton to fly your bike or, um, and this is brilliant. So one BMX company started doing this apparently it doesn't cost it's not extra to fly with golf clubs right right so they started making bags where you could just take off the front wheel and the fork and the handlebars and then uh put it in this bag that looked like a golf bag and the bike company is called haro and so they made bags that look like golf bags and they screen printed on them haro golf real big So you just roll up to the counter and hand them the bag and they wouldn't ask you what was in it. And you just had to pay for whatever the cost was to fly with golf clubs. So yeah, I have one. I think I have two of those bags. So pretty That's great. Hilarious. Yeah. Aro golf. 
<laughs> you should go look at those Enki bags. I think they're I think they're cool. A buddy of mine tried to convince me about some other that? E-N-K-I. He tried to convince me about some other company that was doing it, but they're in Europe and they only make ones that you put three guitars in and I don't want to take three guitars. Yeah. So I always, so when, you know, when I was doing accidental gun death uh, and we were playing a lot of shows, I was all about like trying to, you know, keep our, keep the same amount of shit we played with, you know, like I, you know, we need a fucking eight ten and, you know, for bass and a four twelve for guitar and Vista lights, you know, but uh, it was all about loading in in and out as fast as possible. You know what I mean? Cause it's always like multiple bands on the bill and we're playing in basements and you know, whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I always wanted to get a three guitar vault that held two guitars and a bass. Um, the nice thing about that, like the, that vault thing is it doubles as a fucking guitar stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you tune up your shit, you put it in there, it's safe. Nobody's going to, tr- you know, knock over your fucking shit. You don't have to bring guitar stands. Like, all your shit's yeah. together so you can keep an eye on it, you know, so it doesn't get stolen. Like, yeah, I really, really, really wanted one of these things. So, um, yeah. I'm trying to remember, I think Fender made the one that I was interested in, but it was like $700 or something like that. So I never bought one. And it was a vault. It wasn't that one weird guitar case that it looks like a guitar case, but it's a, you open it up and it's, it's a stand. Um, uh, no, this was, um, I think another company uh, made it, and then it was branded as Fender. But got it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll look for it. I'll send you a link to it and uh, put it in the show notes. But yeah, they're killer. So I'm not gonna buy one because <laughs> because it's probably looks more like an actual vault, which is a big road case, which costs a lot of money. the The cool thing about what I just sent you is it's oversized, but they don't but it's underweight because it's really light. Oh, okay. Is it this plastic so, thing? Yeah, so it's a, uh, are you looking at it? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, think, no, I'm looking at something else. I Here think the go. case weighs, you know, maybe 20 pounds. So TSA regulations are uh, for bags or flight airline regulations, 50 pounds for a bag. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I've owned some heavy guitars, but I don't own, you know, I don't own two 15 pound guitars. Yeah, this. Uh, so you put those in there and uh, you're right about 40 pounds and Bob's your uncle. You could probably even put a couple t-shirts in there and some fucking britches. This is what, um, this is what's showing up when I Google it. Inky, it's a, says a uh, guitar case black. It looks like a plastic, not a bag. Yeah, it's not a bag. I'm not talking about a bag. I thought you said bag a bunch of times. Nope. Okay. I said bag when I was talking about my carry-on. Okay. That's exactly the thing right there. I described it. <laughs> it stands on its own. <laughs> you put a fucking, you put, you know, the top third of it comes off. Right. And you can put a, it looks like more than a third. Um, see that? I yeah. lied. Uh, and then you just slide your shit in there. You fly it and, and take that to the gig just like that. That's killer. That yeah. thing right there, killer. Yeah, yeah. The one I was looking at was, it looked kind of like an ATA case version of this, but it held three um, guitars and was like, you know, had that like velvet or whatever on the inside. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like that, like nice flight cases have. So, uh, I've owned right. some flight case, like whatever road cases in my life, and they're just a fucking pain in the ass. First time I went 
to Japan, I flew my Soldano there with me. Oh, wow. In a road case. And then when we toured Europe, we flew our racks of rack amps there. We oh, had, wow. Uh, Engels. Yeah, no, it fucking cost us out the fucking nose. It was terrible. Was it just because they, they didn't have good rental stuff or you just wanted to use your... I don't know why we decided that we were going to take our shit and we didn't just fucking, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think be, probably because Duff was so accustomed to like having, right, not having to use backline gear. Yeah. And that was the one and only time that we did that because <laughs> yeah. we got back and we looked at the, we looked at the financials and we were like, well, that's not going to happen again. <laughs> right. Like how right. much money we spent on that stupid shit. Yeah. We're dumb dums. So Yeah. That was that. That was the end of that. Yeah. That was the beginning and end. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a so, link. Here's a link to the, the kind of like the one I was looking at. Texted it right. to you. Pretty. Yeah. Mo- mostly the same thing. Yeah. Well, th- can you fly that thing and leave the guitars in there like that? I don't know. I would assume so, but. Yeah. Kind of looks like it, don't it? Yeah. Although it's a little bulky. I don't know if I would want to yeah. fly that. Because what is that thing? What is that on the bottom that looks like an axle going across in the front oh, yeah i don't know Let's see yeah i wish i could find the I one i was to. really checking out oh well um yeah i mean you know we weren't flying anywhere it was just fucking loading the shit in the van you know what i mean and up and down right. flights of stairs you know so and you know keeping an eye on it in a shady punk venue you know so i've done fucking three continents four continents mm-hmm. with a double gig bag yeah i'm just i'm just not a gig bag person <laughs> i don't know i just i know like john is super into gig bags i just can't i don't know why i just don't you know i used to say that until i went on tour yeah i'd probably feel different if you know and had to pay to fly shit around and fuck that dude put two and it and they're you know not like i know that there were like in the 90s if you had a gig bag you see some guy with a gig bag and you're like oh nice gig bag it even sounds dumb right <laughs> like going to your gig yeah and you're like what a dork but the thing is uh gig bag technology has advanced quite a bit yeah yeah my first nice gig bag was i don't even remember what the fuck the company was called but um there it's a real popular company and then uh i got a couple of reunion blues bags and they're I even gate checked them a couple times, yep. two guitars in those fucking things, and they were fine. Hmm. Pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like my shit always gets banged up and broken, and it's from me, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so, you know, I'm just trying to keep it as safe as possible. When, because, like, you know, my policy, it's, it's kind of like my policy is kind of like it is with my body. Like, if I fall down and break my leg, like. You know, like if I'm riding a ramp and I fall and break my leg, it's fine. It's my fault. If I fall and break my leg because the ramp broke and it's not my fault, I'm fucking pissed. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I kind of feel the same way about like my stuff. Like if I break my stuff, it sucks, but it's fine. But if somebody else breaks my stuff, I'm really mad. So, uh, you know, I was just trying to keep my guitars sure. as safe as possible from other people, you know? So that's why I'm uh, what I've learned from flying guitars many 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 times is that i mean the original hard shell case for my cole guitar yeah has a fucking chunk out of it where i and i saw it just like fall off the conveyor yeah you know like 
15 feet in the air. Just boom, boom. Nuts. You know? What, I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah. It was fine. So I didn't fucking flip my lid. But getting to baggage claim was, was a long, stressful walk. Right. You want to talk about this record? Yeah, let's talk about the record. Were, were you getting excited about gig bags? I, not, no, I will never get excited about gig bags. That's your that's your downfall. Yeah, no, I would rather. I, I know there's all kinds of dudes who are like, oh yeah, no, a combo is fine, or you know, a two twelve is fine. Yeah, it might be fine, but it's a fucking. It, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I need a fucking four twelve. So, and I feel that way about a hard case in your too. living room yeah. for all the gigs you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, somebody is playing at Budokan every night during dinner. <laughs> it needs to be loud. <laughs> uh, the baseline for um, uh, Surrender is so good. Oh, fuck, dude. Everything on that record. Well, almost everything on that record. Is He's so such good. an incredible bass player. Oh, yeah. He's such a good bass player. Yeah, and it's funny. I feel like that guy gets overlooked all the time. Like, I don't even know his name. Like. I know he plays Tom like Peterson. A, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, and Gloria too. Um, he plays like an eight-string bass or something, right? I think he's also got a twelve-string bass. Whoa. I watched yeah. uh, uh, Gibson. Crazy. Uh, Gibson did a. Uh, Gibson's been doing some things right lately, and they've been doing some good YouTube content where they interview like famous guitar players and their collections or whatever. And they did a Rick Nielsen uh, interview and showed off his collection. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? No, oh, it's really good. It's like an hour long, but it's so good. So yeah, I'll send you, the, I'll post the link to that in the show notes. I'll send it to you too. It's definitely worth a watch. So uh, <laughs> a buddy of mine had one of Tom Peterson's bases. He oh, bought really? It. Yeah. And that guy goes through a lot of gear. Tom oh, Peterson. I bet. Yeah. A lot of gear. Gear guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you're hanging out on the road with Rick Nielsen, you know, it's, I'm sure that rubs off yeah, on sure. you, you know, so um all right so in uh post pop depression yeah. by iggy pop the iggy pop record post pop depression i uh yeah yeah this this is gonna be a i think i this is gonna be a rough episode so <laughs> um i was talking to jen about this and i couldn't remember the name of that guy josh homie and uh i was mm -hmm. i was like that he plays in that band um i don't remember the name of the band and i'm like oh they had a <laughs> I, I was like they have a record called Songs for the Deaf. And Jennifer goes, oh, well, that was nice of them. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought that was pretty good. That's real yeah. good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, th I think I, I, yeah, this record, fuck, dude. You know, let me just say, I, I know we're going to end up in an argument. <laughs> Probably a couple, <laughs> because you're wrong. probably a couple of arguments, but let yeah. me just say from the top, I love Iggy pop. Um, but for some reason, like I, I love the stooges. Like one of the, my favorite moments of my life was getting on stage and having my arm around Iggy pop and singing in a microphone with them. You know what I mean? Like that was like one of the coolest moments of my life. I think, uh, search and destroy is probably one of the best songs of all time. I think Funhouse okay. is one of my is probably one of my favorite records of all time. Um, okay. On this episode, I do not want to talk about <clears throat> the Stooges because I feel like the 
at some point we're going to do a Stooges record. And I feel like that's when I want to deep dive into the Stooges. Right. Fair enough. Um, and like I said, I love Iggy pop, but for some reason I don't feel like he's very good. Um, I don't know. Well, it sounds like you're, you're a, sounds like you're a Stooges fan and not an Iggy pop fan. Well, um, I mean the album raw power, which has uh search and destroy on it. Like a lot of the rest of the records, not great. Um, and I, you know, I, I feel like Iggy's not good and I, I'm not sure how to explain it. And I feel this way about a bunch of other bands too, that I really love like Husker do. I love Husker do, you know, I don't own many band shirts anymore, but I literally made myself my own Husker do shirt at my screen printing shop. That's how much I like Husker do. A lot of their songs are not good. And I feel that way about the circle jerks too. Like I literally listened to, uh, one weekend I listened to every circle jerks record from beginning to end. And like 90% of it sucks, <laughs> but I consider myself a huge circle jerks fan and love the circle jerks, but a lot of it is fucking terrible. And I kind of feel that way well, about because Iggy you learned, you too. learned how to, you learned how to suffer from being a kiss fan. <laughs> it's important to learn those yeah. sorts of lessons. So it's weird, you know, and I, I don't know if it's that these bands have a couple of, of songs that really, really, you know, get me. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I quote unquote love these bands, but then the rest of their output's not great. And I don't know if that's what it is about Iggy Pop, but um, yeah, I mean, oh, fuck, dude. The Passenger, right, is such an amazing song from Lust for Life, like unbelievably good song but like so, so much of the rest of love for lust for life is not great you know so yeah i don't know what about lust for life you like that yeah song? that's a great song the funny thing sure. about lust for life is you, you know you think about the drums you know like it's such a great drum part but if you actually listen to just the drums like you know the stems or whatever where you can hear just the drums they're recorded so badly <laughs> They sound. Oh yeah, it's terrible. not a great sounding record. I've played that song twenty times this week because I'm so, playing it at the gig yeah. next week. Oh really? Oh, that's awesome. It's yeah. a great song. The drum part is, and I mean the sound. The drum sound for that song is perfect. Uh, but when you listen yeah. to it, you're like, did somebody record this on a cassette player? Like, what the fuck is going on in a garage? Like, it sounds terrible. It's but it's perfect. Well, it sounds like they're kind of referencing sort of wall of sound vibes. Yeah you know, like sixties, almost girl group sounds right, right, or something. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's not the greatest, you know, sonically yeah. speaking. Um, so the other thing is, I, you know, in listening to this record, I realized and, and probably incorrectly that this is not an Iggy pop record. This is a Josh homie record, right? Like, I mean, Iggy's singing on it, but he didn't write these fucking songs. And, doing some research on it he didn't write a bunch of the lyrics either so you know he's he's credited as a songwriter on all the songs yeah but have you listened to the songs <laughs> you know like i mean it's that josh homie guy that wrote this shit it's got his signature all over every piece of every one of these songs absolutely yeah. so with knowing all of that um i felt like and I, and I probably fucked this up because I was like, okay, we're not doing the Stooges. And I really don't like that Josh homie guy. Like something about him just rubbed me the wrong way. So I was like, 
He's, I think he's, he's kind of douchey, yeah. but I like his music. Yeah, his music's pretty good. But um, I love his music, actually. I don't love his music, but I, I, I can recognize that it's good and see the value of it and see that why people would like it. And some of it I do like, like that. Uh, what, what's the song that it hit with? No One Knows or whatever from Queens of the Stone Age. That's a great song. Yep. Super catchy, like great fucking song. Um, so, yeah. So I went into it thinking, okay, not Iggy Pop, you know, not an Iggy Pop record. I don't want to talk about this Josh guy because I don't like him. I don't really want to do a bunch of research on him. And so I started down the wrong path on this record <laughs> as far as research is concerned. And then... What does that mean? Well, so... I noticed that Matt's uh, so so they played um on the Stephen Colbert Bear show they played the song Gardenia yeah. um and it's a great performance they're like dressed in suits and stuff it looks cool it sounds amazing and I noticed that fucking Matt Sweeney is playing bass right Matt Sweeney toured and plays plays with Iggy Pop right yeah. um and uh Matt Sweeney was on Couchress with you right like in your house mm-hmm. um yeah, seems he's a buddy. yeah. He seems like such a cool guy, right? The raddest, um, like humble, rad guitar player, funny. Um, I really like Matt Sweeney, so I'm like digging on Matt Sweeney, right? Like I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going with this review. Is I'm gonna deep dive on Matt Sweeney a bit, right? Uh, so Matt Sweeney played in Zwan, but he's not on the record. He's, he doesn't play. Goddamn! Why, why you gotta blow the fucking ending of this? Like, <laughs> yeah so matt sweeney does not play bass on the record he doesn't play anything on the record <laughs> yeah uh, fuck so yeah i spent all my time reading about matt sweeney turns out he's not even on the record uh he's not on the record. so but i will say since that's all the research i did we may as well talk about matt sweeney a little bit uh matt played in zwan with david pajo yep. from slint who we uh, yeah. did a glowing review of and both really liked on this uh, podcast. Um, I saw both of them play in December right up here, upstate. Oh, they really? Played, um, they have a band called uh, Sweeney and uh, what's his butt? Bo- Bonnie Prince Billy, uh, William <laughs> uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, they played up here. They have a band called Super Wolf huh. and it was, it was great. I loved yeah, that's it. That's cool. Um, and Sweeney, of course, super sharp dressed guy. Yeah, always. <laughs> he looked. It was killer, and he's a great guitar yeah. player. Uh, one of my, he did a really good. So he was doing uh, interviews, like music based interviews for a YouTube channel called No No Noisy. Yeah. Um, he did a great interview with a uh, thing for a Vice. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Vice spinoff. Um, he did a good interview with Ace Freely. You know, as good as you can do with Ace Freely. Um which is, you know, not great. Uh, and he also did a really get great interview with James Williamson from the Stooges. Um, He's had so many great people on the yeah. show. He had fucking Keith Richards. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Billy I watched Gibbons. that one. That one was great. <laughs> Didn't Keith like tear a string off Fuck. his guitar and shit? I don't know, but yeah, he's he's had some amazing guests. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the James Williamson james williamson one is good um that's actually how i learned how to play seek as you can destroy um or search and destroy the right way yeah uh the correct way uh but i rewatched it uh today 
and realize I have deviated from, from what James says how to play it. So I need to rewatch that and relearn it the correct way. But it's one of my favorite songs to play on guitar. It's like, you know, one of the coolest riffs I know. Like, uh, and it's from that Matt Sweeney interview. So I'm psyched that he did that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Matt Sweeney, dude, not playing on the record. He did do the tour, but yeah, played bass on the tour, but yeah, not on the record. Uh, James Homie or whatever. Let me ask you this. Record. If you didn't, if you didn't know that he wasn't on the record, and you were just listening to the record, would you have enjoyed the bass playing? Oh no, I still I enjoyed think the bass playing on the record is killer. No, I still enjoyed the the bass playing, and and I think the production of the record is fucking great. I think the songs. I, uh, in, before I knew he played well, before I thought I knew that Matt Sweeney played bass on this record, I wrote uh, in my notes uh let's see uh production is fucking great drums are great the sound uh, the bass sounds great the guitars sound fucking great it's mixed what great like those are all my notes just from like my initial listen um you know as much as i don't like that dude and the songwriting is great i mean there's a this is a great so record the, i don't understand what i don't understand what the problem is i don't really like the songs you just said they're great they are great they're great but you don't like them not really. Be- because it's Iggy Pop and it's not s- fucking Search and Destroy. No. You're, uh, a bu- you're such a fucking rectum. <laughs> <laughs> you're a real bunghole. You know, can I, I told Can I Jennifer, talk for yeah, a little yeah. while? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, let's see. What year did this record come out? Uh, 2016. No. March 18th, 2016 was the release date. What? I really thought that I still lived in West Seattle. When this came out, are you sure? I mean, that's what Wikipedia says. We can look for some other info on it. Huh. Okay. Well, I listened to this record. I listened to the shit out of this record. Mm-hmm. I guess I must have been living in Brooklyn. I bought it on vinyl, still have it on vinyl, listened to it, still like just hang, you know, driving, listen to it all the time. It was probably my favorite record the year it came out. Hmm. The two records and, and it's one of those records that came out recently that I still listen to a lot. There aren't that many records like that. There's, you know, like yourself, you have your old favorites and yeah. you listen to those. Like yeah. the the one before this that was uh that filled that role was that St. Vincent record. Okay. Um that came out in I don't know, 11 or 12. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Um it's f- unfucking believable but you'd probably hate it because it's no <laughs> conventional there's a bunch of amazing guitar playing on it but it's mm-hmm. really unconventional the production is really crazy um it's a crazy album it fulfills like yeah. my art rock hungers you right know? but this also does that i mean this has like some weird you know that josh homie guy's got you know clearly he's into Devo, and he's right. into whatever I don't know, bunch of fucking television and shit like that, you know. Yeah, and you you hear it on the on the Queen's albums, but he never goes too far outside because that's his money maker. I think you know, yeah. I like he's pretty he's smart about that. It seems, but what the, I'm totally talking out of my ass. But seems like on this record he was like, well, this is not this is not a Queen's record. Let's get a little weirder. Right. And I remember the first time I, I put it on and a break into your heart came on and I was like, 
uh, I kind of struggled with it a little. Oh, really? Bit. I was like, what? What is this? This that's is my weird. favorite song on the record. <laughs> well, and then I continued. You know, I listened to it a couple more times, and I was like, this is this is fucking genius. There's uh, there's so much in. He's a really interesting guitar player, and I yeah. think, um, you know, Iggy is singing pretty interesting melodies on this because clearly he you know he didn't he didn't write them yeah you know <laughs> maybe he collaborated on some of them you know but right um you know i don't know i i i love this record it's still i don't know top 10 record of the last 10 years at least yeah i mean i think it's a good record i just um you know there are things that i i think uh are good um but aren't for there's me there's some funny you know? there's some funny lyrics yeah there's like uh that um, uh american valhalla uh, and he rhymes it with give me a holla he and does I, I always i still yeah. <laughs> yeah he does and i laugh at that every time i hear it that's funny and i, didn't I even think it's that. goofy and i i don't care and in gardenia he says some shit about your your power well your hourglass ass and yeah your yeah powerful I, did see, back. I did hear that yeah <laughs> and i was like that's a that's a weird line yeah that's a pretty weird line <laughs> but i don't care you're iggy you can you can fucking do whatever you want yeah yeah i thought american bahala was pretty fucking dark man like you know oh yeah because i mean supposedly this record's about him coming to terms with like the end of his career, right? Um, uh, perhaps. I mean, so, he's put records out since. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you um, know, so. Yeah, so uh, I think one of the verses or the chorus for American Bahala is, uh, where is American Bahala? Death is the pill that is hard to swallow. Is anybody there? Can I bring a friend? I'm not the man with everything. I'm nothing but my name. I thought it was a little heavy. And he repeats that at the end. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm nothing but my name. Yep. <laughs> uh, the very last song is pretty dark. Paraguay? Yeah, I yeah, thought that was a good like song. fucking railing. Yeah, yeah. Railing I, about modernist culture. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I thought that was a really good song. Um, I think that's the song I'm going to cover for this. Um, I thought Chocolate Drops was a little weird. Yeah. Uh, it's all a little bit weird, but yeah. it's, I just love it so much. Oh, I should have told you when you were gushing about Sweeney, um, Sweeney and Iggy Pop released a single in the last, I don't know, month, I think. Oh, really? Maybe even a few weeks. Oh, yeah. wow. It's basically all, it's pretty crazy. I think he, uh, I listened to it once. Yeah. And it's just kind of some guitar playing. Mm -hmm. um maybe probably improvised or improvised around a theme yeah and then iggy just sort of doing his thing yeah yeah i mean i wonder if this was written because when did um the ashton brothers die they died one of them died in just the last five years right yeah i feel like they died a few years um just a few years apart from each other and um probably a few years before this record. Yeah. So 2009 Ron died and this came out as they were working on this in what, 2015. And then Scott Ashton, uh, died in 2014. So 
Yeah, after Ron, uh, after Ron died, um, they got James Williamson back in the Reformed Stooges, and then Scott right. died. And then I know after Scott died, they decided to stop doing the Stooges. Um, so they How probably... How fucking badass was it that they had Mike Watt? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, and I remember seeing, a, seeing or reading an a interview with James Williamson, and he was like, you know, half the Stooges have died. It's just me and Egg left. Like, we're just going to hang it up. It's just time, you know? And that was around the time when this album was being written. So I would think that, you know, Iggy was probably feeling like it was the end of his career, you know, like he'd, I mean, even though he had a successful solo thing, you know, he'd been doing the reformed stooges to probably a way bigger audience than he did his solo stuff too. You know, he doesn't look, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that's a ever going to retire. Yeah. B is ever going to fucking like have depression about where his career is at. Like, He's been doing this for a long time, been through a lot of shit, um, and has had successes and just, and sort of fucking plops, you know? Yeah. And has made music since this record. Yeah. Um, including like weird shit. Like he, you know, <laughs> there's always that weird thing where I'm listening to the record and it gets to the end and it keeps going and a bunch of other weird shit plays. Right. And he sings on a Sum 41 song. <laughs> yeah. But but he also duets with like fucking Duffy or some kind of like some, uh, who's the fucking, it's all about the fucking money, money, money. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he d- also does some duet with like an English R&B pop star. Like all these things have come out in the last yeah. couple years. A buddy of mine from Seattle... Uh, he was telling me about this. God, it, it must have been 10 years ago now. But Iggy Pop sang on his record. And I was like, fuck, how did, oh. you, how did you get that to happen? Right. And he goes, fuck, it was easy. Uh, I reached out to him. He told me how much to sing on a song. I f- booked a flight to Miami. I had my laptop and my fucking little pro tools rig yeah yeah i showed up to his house you're kidding me set up my no he goes i showed up to his house set my shit up and uh we banged it out in a fucking you know an hour or two yeah and then uh i paid him and he was cool and i fucking left it was very transactional wow yeah i think you know I think he's comfortable, but I don't think he's rich. And I think he's probably the kind of person, if you gave him money, he, he would be happy to sing. You'd probably get him on a accidental gun death song. <laughs> That'd be amazing. How right? uh, can you divulge what the price was? I don't remember. Ah, so no, I cannot. On. No, I don't remember. Why don't you text it to me? I know. I really, I don't okay. remember. I would just tell you if I knew. <laughs> I, I, mean, I can't like, imagine that it was a huge amount. Yeah. Because... He just didn't really have that much money. Yeah. Um, it was the band The Boss Martians. I don't know them. Um, and I don't think that they had a label behind them. They m- might have. Um, but he was getting played on like Little Steven's Garage Rock show. Oh, okay. So he was getting some traction, you know. Huh. Um, but yeah, how amazing is that? That's, that's really fucking cool. Um, yeah, 20... How fucking great would it be to play with Iggy Pop? 
it would be amazing. <laughs> Fucking Duff made a record with him. Oh, really? And has played with him a few times. You know? Oh, wow. Ugh. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I I think I've told my Stooges story on this show before. So We jumped on stage. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. I'll retell it when we eventually do a Stooges episode. Um, but yeah. I that, have never seen Iggy Pop live. It's though. great, man. That guy has more fucking energy. Holy shit. Uh, I, I was in a hotel lobby with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's pretty cool. A, we did a <laughs> festival, but we didn't do the festival on the same day. Ah. Uh, um, yeah. Do you still have a pass to like watch side stage when you're on a different day or no? Sometimes you can finagle it, but sometimes not. They're like, yeah. a lot of times they're color coded or they oh, say right. the day on them. It's, gotcha. you know, it, it ends up getting sticky. You got to ask the promoter for a favor. And yeah. Usually, like if we could get Duff to ask, it would usually go oh, pretty right, well because yeah. he's, he's Duff from Guns N' Roses. Right. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. If it, if it was just like me or Rouse, just like, hey, can we go? And they're just like, no. Before you even get done with your sentence. You know, if Duff is in the room, hey, you know, you at least get to the end of the sentence. They might like glance over at him. Yeah. And if he like raises an eyebrow, they're like, yeah, of course. And then Duff leaves and they're, and they're, and they're just like, fuck why don't you, you go fuck yours? Get the fuck out of here. It's not really that bad, but yeah, it's, it's not that far from that. Right. Yeah. Ugh. What a bummer. People know what the, you know. Oh, it's, I mean, you're in the room, you know, it's different. I mean, not, there are just certain people that suck. Like Scotty and sucks. <laughs> Scotty and sucks. I've been thinking you know? a lot about Scotty and lately, actually. Oh, really? Well, cause you meatloaf. changed your voicemail. Uh, oh, because of meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf died. And I think Scott's married to meatloaf's daughter, right? Yeah. That was his father-in-law. Yeah. So I heard Howard Stern say, well, I, I don't know that they said why Meatloaf died, but Howard Stern talked about it the other day, and I guess he was an anti-vaxxer, and so they think he might have died from COVID. No. That's what Howard was saying. Really? I don't know. Yeah. He was also old and fat. Yeah, that's true. Well, that you know, that's a morbidity thing for COVID, right? So, <sighs> I mean, I would imagine being old and fat, you probably have <laughs> diabetes and heart disease. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know. He might have just slipped on his porch and fucking died. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> could have hap- could have happened to me today. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Yeah. So this album was the highest day, uh, highest charting um, Iggy Pop record. It debuted at number seventeen on the Billboard 200, becoming Pop's highest charting album in the U.S. So good for him. Yeah. And then in December 2016, it was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Alternative Music Album, uh, lost to David Bowie's Black Star, which this album is way wow. better than Black Star. I would agree. Yeah. Wow, my timeline is really fucked up. I really thought that I was listening to this record in Seattle, but I was listening to it in Brooklyn. And maybe I maybe it was that I loved this album so much more than the Bowie record. Yeah. And that all happened in the first year I moved, so... yeah. It's a pretty muddy time. I but, can't believe you've been gone that long. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. I left in 2015. And a wow. lot of 2014, I was yeah, yeah. not around anyway. Hmm. Um, That's awesome that he was nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Huh. I did not know that. Good for him. 
Has he been nominated before? I bet not. I don't know. Maybe can you imagine his if, acceptance speech? I wonder how Candy went over. Remember Candy with the uh, the lady from B fifty twos? That was a pretty big hit, right? Yeah, I doubt that it was a Grammy. Oh yeah, especially worthy back then. song though. You know. Yeah. Um. Can you imagine his <laughs> his acceptance speech? That would be pretty ma- pretty amazing. I think so. Yeah. I bet it was, I bet it would have been in the alternate universe where that occurs. It would be the best. <laughs> I love that there's alternate universe where that happens. I wish I could visit. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. Are you kidding? Um, uh, according to, oh, go ahead. Oh, his, his, uh, his vocal, his speech about punk rock is sampled in a, uh, Mowgli album. Okay. I don't remember which one, um, but I don't know if you're into that band or not. No, I never heard of them. Oh, it's fucking great. I'll send you the link. I actually will. I'm going to do it right now. Well, I'm going to look it up while you're telling me whatever you were going to tell me before I started talking. forgot to say this at the top of the show, but the funny thing about Iggy is he reminds me of a bunch of like Midwest dudes I knew growing, growing up, you know? Like he's kind of like the dudes that could whistle. Yeah, totally right. I, I, dude, you fucking know Iggy can two finger, two finger whistle and four finger finger. Um, yeah, yeah. He just seems like a little trashy, a little sketchy, and maybe I'm projecting this on him, but kind of dumb. You know, like those guys that like, and they're like never wearing a shirt. You know, like I knew so many of those dudes growing up. You know. Uh, I don't think he's dumb at all. I think he's highly intelligent. But those those guys were, you know what I mean? Like, and right. so that that kind of just, you know, um, they always had like some, like not long but not short, like feathered hair. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah, and then roach the, clip, like like some kind roach, of puka fucking shell. roach clip <laughs> with the feather puka on shell it. Necklace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about those. Uh, yeah. What did I tell you? Pocket. I was going to send you because. I already forgot what I said I was going to send you. Uh, some Method Man thing. I don't Method know. Method Man. Some, some punk band. Moose Man. It was a... Oh, Mowgli. Mowgli. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other thing about Iggy... Oh, no, Mogwai. The other thing about Iggy is he kind of reminds me of my grandpa. Like, like, not that Iggy's old, but like when I see interviews of Iggy, he reminds me a lot of my grandfather, which is... Very cool because I miss my grandfather. So. Right. <sighs> now I think Iggy Pop's probably one of the coolest figures to ever exist in rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, let's see. Uh, from Wikipedia, Pop describes the album as quote discussing issues of what happens when your utility is at an end and dealing with your legacy. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think around this time is when their um, the documentary about the Stooges came out too. Give me danger. I still haven't watched it. It's not great. I saw it in th- really. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. I was so fucking excited. I think I bought tickets months in advance to see it in the theater, and it was. I mean, it was fine. It was watchable, but it did not live up to what I had hoped it would be. So a little disappointed. Well, I don't trust your expectations. Yeah, don't, I, man. I've heard a lot of people. <laughs> don't, don't fucking listen. I'll be the first person to tell everyone, don't fucking listen to me. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that it's, that it's great. Yeah. But they probably didn't have 
the same expectation right yeah. walking in yeah that you that you did yeah i mean you know unlike kiss uh, where they had like tons of interviews and tons of photos and you know so much press and all that stuff and there's all kinds of stuff you can learn about kiss uh, you know, for as much as I love the Stooges, there's really not much more than the records, you know what I mean? And so I was hoping that this would be like all the cool kiss stuff I've ever seen, but of the Stooges, finally, I get to see it in a movie and it, it just kind of right, wasn't be like, get back. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, uh, and or like one of those classic albums things where there's a bunch of footage of them actually making the record. And- yeah. And it's, you know, like they're interviewing. There's not even a Polaroid. (laughs) Like they're interviewing Iggy literally in his mudroom, sitting in front of his washing machine. Like, like it's just, (laughs) I I shit you not. He's sitting in front of his like washer or dryer, like in the mudroom of his house. That had to be intentional. Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. You know what I mean? I, I, I look at that as an intentional choice. Yeah. On his part, probably. Maybe. Like. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's do it out here. <laughs> Sounds good. This is a nice, uh, nice sounding room, right? Okay, punk rock. Uh, yep, here it is. <laughs> I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, the fucking like the door to the dryer is even open. <laughs> I just texted it to you. Does he have a a nice washer dryer set? Uh, I mean, I can't really tell. It's white, you know. So. Mm. I just texted it to you. That's amazing. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sitting in the screened-in porch. Uh, his washer-dryer is only screened-in? Uh, is in a screened-in room? It kind of looks like... Well, uh, maybe it is a mudroom. It, like it looks like a porch that they turned into a... <laughs> like, like a room, you know what I mean? That's ballsy. Yeah. It's like my house. Well, I'm ready to fucking... I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, uh, oh, uh, um, one one other thing I want to touch about the song in the lobby uh, seems to be about the terrorist attack against uh, the Eagles' death metal, or at least at that show. Uh, I thought the song was pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, I did not. I didn't catch that. Yeah, um, I'll go back and listen. Yeah, l- check out the lyrics. So, like, I, I kind of skimmed a bunch of the lyrics. Uh, yeah, the Jesse guy kind of went off about you know guns i don't i don't know gun any, laws. i don't know anything about eagles of death metal or, or much about that terrorist attack but yeah the entire song if you read the lyrics it's like straight up <laughs> it's a it's about it's about fucking trying to save yourself and shit right oh that sucks yeah anyways oh uh, yeah let's grade this thing all right you want me to go first sure uh i don't know when i heard that Josh Homme was making a record with Iggy Pop, I was so fucking stoked. And then I got worried, and I was like, fuck, is it going <laughs> to sound like a Queens of the Stone Age record? Because that's not what I want. Yeah. And then it came out, and it totally did not disappoint. It was weird and quirky, and there's a lot of like, you know, there's not like a bunch of fast punk rock songs on it. It's there's like some danceable, quirky, like really groovy shit on here. Right. Right. Um, and it just is a, a fine, fine piece of work. So uh, the songs are great. It sounds great. Iggy sounds great. Yes, he does. Um, 
and and he's still him. It doesn't sound like he's performing someone else's songs. You right, know? right. It doesn't sound like that to me. Um, uh, and so it's really easy for me to give this record an A, like straight up. And is that what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so for Mike, an A. I think the I think the I think a bunch of the music on the in the songs and the guitar playing is really interesting. I think the recording of it is great. I think the mixing is great. I think the songwriting is really good. Uh, Iggy sounds great. Some of the lyrics are a little cringeworthy. Um, <laughs> you know, chocolate drops and whatever. Uh, but. Uh, I just didn't really like the songs that much. I think Ardenia is good. I really like Break Into Your Heart. Uh, I like Paraguay or Paraguay, however you say it. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a B plus. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I can see why people would super be into this record. Um, just cause it's not for me, you know, doesn't, you know, that's fine. Um, it's funny. I was unsure. I was like, I wonder what Jamie is going to think about this. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a weird one. Yeah. Well, and it's not like I don't like weird records. You know, I, I liked the uh, Blonde Redhead last week. I liked, you know. Right. Uh, some, I'm looking at that stuff, photograph. Yeah. Oh, of him sitting in front of the fucking washer and dryer. I wonder if that's his office. Because look, he's got an <laughs> old got phone. fucking 1986 phone. Yeah. And uh, what is that like? A bowl with a bunch of cassette tapes. Oh yeah, in it? yeah. <laughs> Just not a CD burn there. Yeah, I'll post that in the show notes for everyone. That's that's pretty great. Yeah. So that's that's where he's sitting for a majority of the uh, interview. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. I haven't seen that since uh, 2015 or 16, and I still remember that. Seen it once. I think I might actually rewatch it. So. You might have a different take. It's true. I might, uh, with lowered, lowered expectations, I might enjoy it way more. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, not a bad well, week. I mean, we've definitely heard albums that fucking suck on this, on this fucking podcast. And, uh, yeah, I didn't mind listening to this record. So, oh, I, yeah, I thought it was fucking great. I thought it was aces. Yeah. And I mean, I like Iggy, man. I think he deserves to have an album with his name on it that's as good as this, for sure. So I'm psyched for him, you know? Not like he needs me to be psyched for him, yeah. but, you know, like, uh, you know, as, as much as I like Iggy, I feel like he needs to have an album that's better, that's a solo album than a lot of the other stuff he's put out, you know? Because I, I, mean, I, I, I don't know how much he writes this. music, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh idiot and stuff i mean wasn't that all written by david bowie and he's just kind of singing over the top of it you know so fuck if i know yeah i think that's how it went lust for life may have been like that too like uh like he does china girl on uh lust for life right or is that on idiot dude uh, scrolling through i'm sure because the phone listens to everything like this just whatever it's yeah. fucking terrifying it's beyond terrifying at this point and it's just like all right well now that's happening. Um, some old footage of Iggy Pop playing somewhere popped up in my feed, in my stream. Yeah. And and Clem Burke was playing drums. 
okay. which is fucking rad Klemberg from Blondie. Right, right. Which is a good segue into me saying, I'm not going to be here next week. Oh, yeah. You're doing that corporate gig, right? I'm going to do a gig. I'm playing with a bunch of fancies. Clem Burke is one of them. I can't believe you get to play with Clem Burke, dude. He's such a fucking amazing drummer. I never realized it until I saw Blondie live a few years ago. And I was like, who the fuck is this playing drums? I'm blown away. And yeah, he's We've, like I there. learned a couple of Blondie songs. And the thing is, ah. the, they're, they're bananas. Um, the songs, the arrangements of the songs right, yeah. are so crazy. Yeah. And... Um, the song one way or another. Yeah. The bridge in that song is the best bridge I've ever heard it's in my really life. It's really good. Yeah. A bunch and of those songs so are covers, good. I think, right? Oh, I don't know. I think, uh. Well, it's so good that it gives you the illusion that, that there's a, a key change modulation afterwards. Right. But there isn't. It's that good. Yeah. It makes it sound like the. Like there's a full step up modulation, right? Dramatic, right. yeah. Uh, but there's not. It's incredible. The song "Hanging on the Telephone," which is one of my favorite Blondie songs, is a cover, huh. which I didn't know until recently. So great fucking song, though. Who wrote it? Uh, it's written by a guy named Jack Lee. The song was first performed in the by his short-lived U.S. West Coast power pop band, The Nerves. Oh, I think I heard that. So. I have heard that. And it's pretty good, too. Yeah, maybe check that out. I'll try to find huh. them on Spotify and link to them. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Look at that. But yeah, next week you're gone. You're playing with Clem Burke and a bunch of other big time dudes at like a thing in LA, right? Yes, sir. So you and John Guffey yes. are going to be reviewing... Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Fuck. Of all <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's see. Well, the week after is the damned music for pleasure. So maybe that'll be good when you come back. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. And then Surfer Rosa and then Use Your Illusions too. So yeah, we got a bunch of good tunes coming up. Uh, good, good records and a couple of stinkers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> per <laughs> usual. <laughs> that's how we do yeah, it. Yeah, that's here. how we roll. Well, Jamie, another successful episode. Yeah, dude. And I just want to say... You're great. Oh, you're great, Mike. I'm okay. I think you're great. I really enjoy you. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm going to miss you next. I'm looking forward to having fun with John. Um, that's always fun, but you know, I'm going to miss you. So, come back I'll safe. Be just a phone just a phone call away. All right. Where you're fucking N95 and shit, dude. Yeah, no shit. All right. <laughs> I don't even think you get a choice, you know. Well, I'm just making you sure. You got no choice. You know, I got I to gotta say something. Otherwise, if you got sick and I didn't say something, I'd feel terrible. So, <laughs> got to look out for my buddies. Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah. And I know two people right now that have COVID. So, Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah. Uh, Everyone has gotten it. Not this guy. Is... Not going to happen. <laughs> but I don't. Uh, are you still going house, out to the store? So. Are you going to the store and stuff? Or are you not leaving no. the house? You having like Amazon groceries and stuff? Uh, we did Amazon groceries for a little while. We do the thing where um, you drive up and they put it in your trunk. Are you like disinfecting your shit when you get home? No. But I mean, we literally don't, you know, we, we haven't been to a restaurant since this started. Uh, no, I take that back. We, uh, after our first vaccinations, when we went to Minnesota, uh, we went to some restaurants, but still we masked up in public all the time, except for when we were eating. And um, after that initial vaccination, you know, once uh, Delta started coming out, like we, yeah, we're 
we've been on lockdown ever since. So um, right. I got I got tickets to see the Circle Jerks in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna give them away to somebody because I'm not going. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, Joey C. Joey Castillo is playing drums with them, and he was in uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, really? Yeah. He's fucking great drummer. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I I, uh, I kind of knew their last drummer, Kevin. Um, well, I mean, just you know, loose acquaintances. <laughs> but uh, right. He was a super nice guy, and um, yeah, really good drummer. The previous drummer, Keith Clark, was really liked him too. I met him a couple of times. He was from uh, Moline, Illinois, the place where I lived for a while. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll judge the who who you say the new guy was, Joey C. That's it. And we'll see how good he does playing red tape. Dude, uh, trust me. He'll, he'll do it as good as anyone. <sighs> when was the last time you heard red tape? Well, let's, let's do this. Watch this. Uh, let's see if... The uh, drum part is fucking bonkers. Um, I mean, this guy is unreal. Um, let's see. Can I play a few seconds of it? Yeah. All right, here we go. Red tape! I can see, can't you see? Red tape! Fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> um, so nuts. Here is a performance of Red Tape from December 2021. Oh my God. All right, let's hear it. Well, you're not going to be able to hear it. I'm just going to send it to you oh. and then you're going to play it. All right. Fuck. Wow. Uh, come on. There we go. You you can play it. All right, here we go. Mm. <laughs> You're such a fucking idiot. It's not even close, <laughs> dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, also, Keith sounds terrible. Jesus, talk about phoning it in. It's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. This conversation is over. <laughs> Goodbye, Jamie. You were great. I love you, buddy. All right. We'll talk uh, after you get back from LA. <laughs> love you too. Bye. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. Go to the